0: Hello, and welcome to the Once Again podcast. We are your hosts, Ashley and Jason. On today's episode, we will be discussing Once Upon a Time, Season 1, Episode 11, Fruit of the Poisonous Tree. This episode was written by Ian Goldberg and Andrew Chambliss and directed by Brian Spicer. It premiered January 29th, 2012, and had a viewership of 10.91 million. A brief synopsis, a dejected Sydney asks Emma for help uncovering evidence that could expose Regina's corruption, while Mary, Margaret, and David start seeing each other in secret. And the title card features the genie appearing from his lamp.
1: I'm going to break in early to say that there is no chapter in the Once Upon a Time Reawakened book for this episode in particular, and also... To warn you that this episode is going to have a lot of spoilers for future seasons and once upon a time in wonderland probably too so you've been warned now if you don't want any of that maybe skip this episode or come back to it at a later point don't skip
0: it pause it and come back later
1: (laughs) Well, skip it for now and come back at a later date yeah
0: yeah
1: this is this is going to be a lot of spoiler heavy i think just from the content of this episode
0: fair enough so the episode opens oh and by the way i had to write most of this recap myself because the wiki was very wrong on a lot of things yeah the episode opens on henry riding his bike to the beachside castle emma greets him and he rides past her distraught for the storm that took place in the previous episode has damaged the castle Emma says she will ask Marco if he can fix it while Henry digs into the sand underneath the castle, looking for the book. He reveals to Emma that he hid it there because Regina would search everywhere else for it, but she doesn't know about, quote unquote, our place, referring to the castle being his and Emma's. Regina arrives, reminding Henry, yeah, it's like she doesn't know about this place. Boom, she's there. Regina arrives, reminding Henry that he has a session with Archie this morning. She sends Henry to the car and questions Emma's responsibility as she thinks Emma would allow Henry to play on a broken castle. Regina reminds Emma that she is the sheriff now and has to take things seriously.
1: First off, blue leather jacket now third.
0: Yes. We need yeah.
1: To think. Uh, yeah, I thought it was hilarious. Like, uh, my mom doesn't know about this place. Your mom knows everything. Yeah. And she yeah. says that later in the episode, but right. of course she does.
0: That was one of the things that I had to write myself. I'm just proud. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, and this... then,
1: you know, this is the other thing. Like, she's like, oh, yeah, you allow him to play here. Well, it wasn't broken and messed up. No. For now.
0: It, Regina just looks for any cheap shot that she can give Emma.
1: And, like, this whole thing just reminds me of, like, I'm sure when you were a kid, I know when, when I was a kid, they took all the wooden playgrounds, Yeah, took them all down pretty much. So, yeah. Oh yeah, my God, let's uh, hit the millennials and stuff in in the throat.
0: <laughs> well, right right by my house we had a playground that was torn down but within a couple months it was rebuilt with uh, newer and much nicer stuff, I gotta say. but yeah I, that's yeah. That, I feel like
1: that's the typical way the the graveyard if you will.
0: Yeah <laughs> I, I grew up in a pretty nice area of the town that I lived in so I'm sure you know, our parents' tax dollars went to paying that, but it, it was very nice. Yeah. Later, Emma and Mary Margaret are eating at Granny's Diner while Emma tells Mary Margaret about the encounter with Regina earlier. Mary Margaret claims that Regina is upset because Emma and Henry have a special place while her and Henry do not. Mary Margaret receives a text message from David Nolan and quickly rushes out of the diner. Emma is joined at the table by Sidney Glass, who is clearly drunk And he informs Emma that he can, quote unquote, grant her wish. He says he is no longer working with Regina because she had him fired from the paper after losing the sheriff election to Emma. Now he wants to help Emma expose Regina. I only have a few notes on this scene. The first being the text from David to Mary Margaret saying, we need to talk, meet at our spot. So they have their own special spot. And Mary Mary Margaret's phone being ancient like do you remember push buttons on on cell phones
1: right and yeah. like it's not even like I know the show is like 10 years old now but even then we had touch screen phones yeah
0: so. yeah the, on, the only show that ever really evolved with the modern tech I guess it was it was supposed to take place at the time that the show was coming out was that I've seen as the Sopranos like the Sopranos starts off with flip phones and it ends with smartphones and then the line of Sydney saying I found something that she didn't want found uh referring to Regina he tells Emma this Anna? uh
1: I think uh, my favorite line though from the entire scene is you want to set a side of bacon with that whiskey yeah yeah it's like gotta be like nine eight nine in the morning like maybe even earlier than that and like mm. well actually I you know I assume yeah it's got to be about that early right yeah Yeah. They're having breakfast. Yeah. yeah. And he's like completely drunk.
0: Mm -hmm. Something that I just thought of now. So you mentioned that there's no chapter about this in the book. This is yet another side characters background that is cut from the book. Like we had. Yeah.
1: Because the book, we're not getting any focus on like the side characters Mm -hmm. and like the book is mostly the storybook stuff. If anything, it's not really a lot of, like every once in a while we get a lot of like the, The 715 chapter was very Enchanted Forest heavy, but we most often don't get a lot of Enchanted Forest in the book. Hmm. So I'm not surprised we're cutting out a lot of the backstory stuff, but I suppose it's not important who he is to the actual plot line.
0: So in the Enchanted Forest, King Leopold finds a golden lamp washed up on the shore of the sea. He cleans the lamp and frees the genie of Agrabah, who grants him three wishes. However, the king says he has everything he could possibly want and needs nothing more. He uses his first wish to free the genie, then his second wish to give away his third wish to the genie. He then brings the genie back to his castle and introduces him to Queen Regina and Snow White. So my notes here, I put the genie says that he has granted a thousand and one wishes. And at first I was like, that's not mathematically divisible by three so people must have died or lost the lamp without getting all three wishes. And then I found out it's a reference to a thousand and one nights. Or yeah, I was actually
1: yeah. gonna say that.
0: Yeah,
1: I had that note.
0: Mm. And then I liked the genie's line of saying every wish has a price very similar to Rumpelstiltskin saying all magic comes with a price.
1: I did love him saying he would never take the wish either. He's yeah. like, I have seen every wish I've ever granted pretty much go bad. I right. don't want to take this wish. Right. But thank you for it. Also, Snow White's dad, kindest man alive. Oh my God. Uh, I, I'm kind of so far.
0: Like, I'm going to, there's something that he does in this episode that made me go. Oh, Whoa. yeah.
1: Yeah. Like, definitely later on this episode, but like overall, good vibes. Yeah. I think it's funny because later on the episode, it's like a, but would he really do this? Like, Mm. I know he's king, but would he really do this? I have notes about that, too. Okay.
0: And the last bit of trivia that I have here was that this episode reveals the evil queen's given name is Regina. Like, no one referred to her as Regina in the Enchanted Forest beforehand. So just that she has the same name in both lands. Well, of
1: course she does, because she doesn't need to change it. It's her curse.
0: And Regina means queen, so. Yep. Yeah. In Storybrook, Henry Mills's castle is being torn down by Regina, not by hand, by people that are doing this. <laughs> Henry is distraught because he has hidden the fairy tale book there, but the storm had washed it away. Regina's unilateral decisions about the town matters upset Emma, and she calls Sydney Glass to set up a meeting to find out a secret that'll help bring her down. Sydney tells her that $50,000 are missing from the town's budget. Mary Margaret and David have a picnic out in the woods. My only note about this scene was Mary Margaret to David. We have her line saying, we have to figure out what we're doing. And David to Mary Margaret saying, we will tomorrow. And then kissy kiss.
1: They're so hopelessly romantic. Uh, You know, I I give Regina some credit here that she's obviously just trying to do the right thing, like tearing down a dilapidated structure that kids can play on. Right. Like, I get why Emma's frustrated in the moment, but at the same time, I'm like, no, no, no. Sometimes bad people do good things.
0: Yeah, no, you're right. It's definitely town safety and stuff. And as mayor, she's responsible for for that. Again, Um,
1: don't know why she's there while it's being turned down because this is like with the stuff with the mine and the tunnels. Like, why is she there? She's mayor. She has to oversee all. Like she has no reason to be there physically though at any point.
0: No, she just wants to gloat. Back at the palace, it is the king's birthday. He tells Snow White that she is truly the fairest of them all. This upsets Regina, who leaves. The genie follows her out and gives her a mirror and tells her that she is the fairest in all the land. Uh, my only note here is a question saying, when the king said fairest to Snow, did he mean her looks or, in my opinion, more likely her kindness? I think
1: he was meaning more like her kindness. like yeah. Maybe referring to like, oh, you look like your mother, but like you exude kindness and well, like he- your mother did.
0: He doesn't, yeah, he doesn't even say that she looks like her mother. Like, he doesn't mention anything about looks. I think that's Regina misinterpreting. Also,
1: all this man had to do was go, and my beautiful current wife, Regina. Like,
0: well, Regina. This
1: man gives Regina no credit in any moment, I swear.
0: Well, Regina says to uh, the genie in this scene that she tries everything to make him happy. And I was just like, I don't want to be perverse but you know we know re- based off previous episodes Regina likes to get down but her and the king sleep in separate beds do you think because he's an older man what Regina tries to do to make him happy has no effect on him
1: I mean maybe but also like again there's other ways though that he can make her feel loved and happy right. and like he admits later on that she, he knows that she's unhappy, and it's like the audacity to be like, "I know she's not happy. Why? But, you know, is it my job to do anything about it? Like,
0: is it explained? It, is it explained in later episodes why he married Regina? Like, we know Regi- why Regina married him? Like in later episodes, but I mean, why? Like, he had Snow White as his daughter, so he has an heir. Was it?
1: Okay, we're probably gonna cut this out.
0: Yeah, that's right. That is going to get cut. You're right. I forgot that. Okay. Back at Emma and Mary Margaret's apartment, Sydney and Emma are digging up dirt on Regina. Emma notices the town records from three weeks ago, the same time that the $50,000 went missing, are also gone. Mary Margaret rushes in to tell Emma she needs to talk to her about something but stops when she sees Sydney. Emma and Sydney go to visit Regina in her office, where they ask her about the missing money. After they leave, Emma reveals that she planted a bug under Regina's desk.
1: Uh, To be clear, the reason why the files are missing, it's because the fire happened exactly three weeks ago about.
0: which, Yeah. And she Uh, said,
1: oh, I probably took them out. And, you know, there was a fire.
0: mm -hmm. That's right. So this sets the events of this episode three weeks after the episode Desperate Souls. Yes. And... I guess this is a good time to mention after season. I had previously said that after the Camelot season is when we're going to do a timeline, but I realized we should do a timeline before that. So probably at the end of season one, we'll do a timeline. And my only other thing is Mary Margaret's line of saying, maybe you're doing something wrong, but if it's meant to be, if it's right, does that really make you a bad person? And then she takes a sip of her tea, like the Kermit the Frog meme. And the other
1: two just look at her like- Like, what are you talking
0: about? Yeah. Moving along, the genie is summoned to see the king. King Leopold has read the queen's diary, revealing that she thinks of herself as being trapped. He tells the genie that he thinks the queen is in love with someone else and is unhappy. He asks the genie to find out who the man who gave her the mirror was, a task the genie accepts. So this is where I was like, wow, Leopold, really uncool to read someone else's diary
1: yeah and like obviously he wants to take action against whoever that person is but again he also knows like he knows that she's unhappy yeah and that he's mostly the cause of that so instead of like taking action to do something about that he does nothing
0: right um, for a
1: woman who already doesn't really like his daughter due to like
0: other stuff yeah but
1: it's just, like, he could do more, and, like, and obviously he's willing to do so much for the genie, who, like, is just a yeah. genie that's never been in this world before, like, yeah, I freed you, man, like. Yeah.
0: yeah he could have used one of his wishes to wish that it, his wife was happy or something like that. That would have um, probably
1: gone just as badly, to be fair.
0: True. Fair enough. A few notes that I have here are Leopold saying, I'm no fool, and then he's, puts the man who gave the queen the mirror in charge of finding the man who gave the queen the mirror and that there was a goof in this scene that when the genie enters king leopold's chamber he isn't wearing his genie bracelets this being due to him being freed at the beginning of the episode but when king leopold hands him the mirror the bracelets are now on his wrist you know just a continuity error or i don't know you know costume error wh- why that happened Back in Storybrook, Sydney and Emma find out about a secret meeting in the woods. They drive out there, and then Emma's brakes on her car fail, resulting in a crash. Sydney realizes someone has tampered with the brakes. Mr. Gold comes out and tells them that Regina was meeting with him and that this is land that she has bought, which they are standing on. My notes here are I hate when this happens in movies that brakes don't work, movies or TV shows. Uh, yeah. like is it the first time that you were using them you didn't hit a single red light no stop signs nothing and emma saying the bitch tried to have me killed another bit of strong language for one for once
1: yeah that's true but also like mr gold's in the middle of the woods again yeah <laughs> like this is twice now that this man has no business really being in the. like why are they doing this deal in the middle of the woods for the land and not like at Regina's office. Right. Or Regina's house. Or Mr. Gold's pawn shop. There are plenty of options to do this deal.
0: And he his car isn't there. So seemingly he hobbled his way out there yet again. I don't know.
1: I mean, I can only assume they agreed to do it this way because no Regina does know about the bug and what's going on.
0: So oh that that could be yes. Like very so that true. that
1: like it was a plan of hers and Mr. Gold just agreed because Mr. Gold's just like, eh, what does it matter to me?
0: Yeah back in the enchanted forest Regina's father shows up and gives the genie a box to take up to her he tells the genie that the box contains Regina's freedom within it and my note here is Henry Regina's father that is is he in on the plan to kill king leopold or was it just or is he just another one of her pawns
1: oh i can only assume that he was in on it like okay also he's her father like they really wouldn't let him in to see her
0: do you, th- do you think i just
1: would i i would have just checked the box actually yeah. knowing that she's upset i would any guard should have checked that box a hundred percent like how the genie was able to sneak in anyway with the box
0: well that was going questionable that was going to be my question because henry regina's father tells him that she's locked up and everything the king won't let her leave that could have all been bs like
1: i always thought that was a lie mm-hmm. that that was just something she said like that he was told to get him into the place where he needed to be. Mm -hmm. Because it doesn't, like, I don't know why the king would lock her up. Like, I don't think that's his vibe. Like, I know Mm -hmm. we didn't think he would read a diary either, but like, I don't think he would necessarily lock her up. True. Because he doesn't want her to know that he knows, I assume.
0: Well, and, and to your point of her getting this box and why would the guards allow her to get the box? Earlier, we mentioned that the king was looking for who gave her a mirror so now she's getting another present like like what's in the box like it's a present like that's coming to regina like yeah so i I think the whole line of her being locked up is just malarkey sydney and emma break into regina's office regina arrives and they claim some kids broke in and regina sends them away uh, the only thing I have here is that Regina's keys have skulls on them. Like, yeah, she
1: has like a full set of skeleton keys. Like yeah. Actual skeleton keys.
0: Yeah. Are they to her crypt or?
1: Are they to the heart boxes themselves?
0: Yeah. That's a good question. Uh.
1: Interestingly here, too, though, like, man, could sheriffs just get away with a they just broke into buildings and were like, yeah, I showed up here, I'm like, go.
0: Yeah, Regina knows that's not true. And, oh,
1: obviously, but and, it's so funny.
0: Yeah, and Emma knows Regina knows, but, you know, prove it.
1: Also, where'd they put the papers? Like, they were printing out stuff to take, too. Oh, isn't Sydney just, like, holding them?
0: Like He, he stuffs them in his jacket oh, okay. um, when Regina comes in. Back in the Enchanted Forest, Regina opens the box to reveal two snakes. The snakes can kill anything with a single bite. Regina tells the genie that she is so unhappy that she is going to kill herself. He stops her from using the snakes on herself and gives her the idea to use them on the king. He offers to be the one to commit the murder. So the snakes are Agrabon vipers, the land that the genie's from, and Regina using the snakes... To kill herself is a reference to Cleopatra, uh, who is said to have killed herself with a bite from a poisonous snake as she knew the Romans were coming to take over Egypt. And that there's also a couple other uh, Roman references in here. The word magister is above Regina's door, and that's Latin for master or teacher. That's all I really want to say about that now.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I think that scene is just its like, oh, do we really believe Regina's going to do that for even half a second? Kill herself with a snake, please.
0: Mm -mm. Back in Storybrooke, Henry is sitting at Granny's diner when the stranger comes up to him. Henry questions him about why he has come to Storybrooke, but he declines to give an answer. Sydney and Emma find out that Regina is planning on building something. I have to admit, during my first watch of this scene years and years ago, I just right ahead assumed that the stranger was the author of Henry's book,
1: well, I think that's 100% what we're supposed to get out of that is like, oh, he he has something to do with the book because he knows about the book, like mm-hmm. obviously, but clearly that's not the case. But also, we don't we don't really get an answer to that for a long time about anything about the book.
0: Just with him having the typewriter in the previous episode and everything, I was just like, oh yeah, this guy clearly wrote the book. So Sydney shows Emma photos that were taken of her and Henry together. Uh, he admits that he had been following Emma for weeks on Regina's orders. She knew about their castle and was waiting for the opportunity to destroy it. While at the city council meeting, Sydney brings up the files they found. They accuse Regina of building a home in the woods. Regina, however, reveals that she is building a playhouse for the children of the town. And my notes here are $50,000 isn't really enough for a lavish house in the woods. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, and that the blueprints for the playhouse resemble King Leopold's later Regina's castle from the Enchanted Forest. And I noticed that they cut to Mr. Gold looking disappointed in this scene after like everything gets revealed. I was wondering like, is he disappointed in Emma or could this have been shot f- uh, from the episode where Emma was running for sheriff and <laughs> they just used this clip here?
1: It could be. Mm-hmm. I didn't think about that. My note is: Who are these city council people?
0: Were there other people up on the dais with Regina? or?
1: No, but there was people in front of her that were supposed to be city council.
0: Oh, I think
1: like those people at the table. Like mm. clearly, they're supposed to be members of like city council.
0: Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I didn't even notice them, so I, I yeah. have no no thoughts. Also,
1: I don't know exactly where, but I have it written that they do somebody says something like they actually say fruits of the poisonous tree which is the name of the episode but it's Mm. said somewhere in here Mm. so all right
0: anything else or nope okay the genie sneaks into king leopold's room where he releases the snakes into his bed the king is bitten and the genie reveals that he is in love with regina before dying the king declares his regret for freeing the genie acknowledging the the previous warning that every wish has a price yeah full circle. and like we already
1: talked if he had wished regina's happiness this would have been like the same freaking yeah he would have dropped somehow. dead there <laughs> well no because you can't wish for like death or whatever like you can't kill somebody but it like yeah. it would have definitely happened it would have come around to that in some way
0: yeah mr gold congratulates emma on her courage emma accuses regina of messing with her breaks but regina appears to be ignorant of this Regina tells Emma that she is no longer allowed to see Henry, unless she has Regina's permission, or else she will take Emma to court and put a restraining order out against her. Emma tells Henry this news, and she promises him that she will try and find the book. It is revealed that the stranger is the one who has Henry's book. Sydney and Emma meet, and Sydney tells her that they are allies. So... My notes here are Emma and Henry actually use the walkie-talkies in this scene. Yeah, which
1: is great. Nice mm-hmm. allusion back to the
0: Also, there is no way that that play castle cost $50,000 unless it was the fee for getting it built so quickly.
1: Yeah, it's so small. And, like, I'm like, where's literally anything? Like, there's barely any elements for those kids to play on, like... Mm. What are they playing on? There's like a slide and a little bit of climbing. Like that's it. There's nothing. It's all aesthetic. No. it look like the castle. But. Yeah.
0: And the scene made me think, we've seen characters drinking in grannies before, but it made me want to look up what Maine's laws on alcohol sales are. Cause I was like, <laughs> can you actually like serve alcohol in a diner? And apparently you can in Maine. For those of you who don't, I'm, I'm from Pennsylvania and Pennsylvania has really weird rules with alcohol. Some restaurants can have it, other ones can't. But the laws are Monday through Saturday, you can serve alcohol from 6 a.m. to 1 a.m. the next day. On Sundays, you can serve alcohol from 9 a.m. to 1 a.m. Monday. There are some exceptions when it comes to New Year's Eve. And the town of Cambridge permits beer sales all week. However, retailers may only sell wine and other alcohol, al- alcoholic beverages on Sundays, and that there are also 60 completely dry municipalities in Maine, there are 500 mi- municipalities overall, so that's about 12% of the state.
1: Oh, that's fascinating. Yeah,
0: yeah. thanks. <laughs> um, no, it, it's just, I, I, I went on a bit of a tangent because I just I was like, you know, can you actually drink in a diner in Maine? And I wanted to know. And evidently you can.
1: You know, so- going back to like having the book, oh. the stranger having the book.
0: There we go. Going
1: <laughs> back to the stranger having the book. Uh, do we think he was following Emma and Henry around that he like knew where to go get it? Because I, I don't believe he just happened upon it. Like
0: He has clearly some tie to the book. I don't want to say much more than that. But this was one of the things that made me think he was the author of it. Like that he had yeah. it and everything. He probably was. Well, I don't... Because his his motorcycle, they probably would have noticed that following them around.
1: Listen, they didn't think Georgina knew where they were. And she popped out like two seconds later. So right, right. Well, they are oblivious.
0: That's true. Who knows? He, mu- he must have been following them around. That's got to be it. So... The genie goes to tell Regina that they can be together. Regina tells him that the guards know that that he has killed the king, and she tells him that they can never be together. The genie realizes that Regina set him up and that the murder would be traced back to him. He tells her that he cannot live without her. Regina says that she will never love him, and he will never see her again. The genie then uses the wish that the king had given him. He wishes to be with her forever and never leave her side which turns him into the mirror. She tells him that he will be with her forever. And uh, to me, the only thing I wrote down was to look upon your face always. That's probably the line that turned the genie into the magic mirror.
1: Oh, 100%. -hmm.
0: Finally, it is shown that Sydney is actually working with Regina. Sydney tells her that he will give her any information he can find. Regina replies that she doesn't know what she would do without him. And my note here, Regina puts her hand on his leg, and the look on Sydney's face, he is completely DTF.
1: (laughs) Yeah, well, she needs a new gram, I mean.
0: (laughs) Yeah, obviously, uh, David's not volunteering too heavily at the uh, animal shelter.
1: No, he's not. No.
0: Anything else you'd like to say about that? She
1: already knew what everything that Emma was doing. So I don't know why we had to go through all this to like figure it out. Like, I, I don't understand.
0: No. There were two deleted scenes for this episode. There was a scene with Mr. K. He was the record keeper in a previous episode. However, the actor was still listed in the press release. And then there was a scene with Prince Charming dressed in royal attire, carrying a sword in an unidentified throne room. And that was cut from the episode. I was like, why would that even be in this like
1: yeah this episode really wasn't farming centric in any way
0: it also doesn't really line up unless it was supposed to be james uh his twin Mm, brother because yeah like you know charming would still be shepherd boy yeah anything else you'd like to say
1: so now that we're at the end i was very good about not spoiling too much there throughout the episode you know, what, one of the things that really stuck out to me right away was that the genie was calling himself the genie of Agrabah. But we know there's other genies of Agrabah from mm-hmm. Once Upon a Time in Wonderland, where we have quite a few genies. We also kind of understand how people are made into genies at that mm-hmm. point. So assuming the same thing happened to Sydney as well, I assume he needed that the magic water from the well yeah uh but also you know i think it's just interesting that we get agrabah here but like not in its full and i know that that's probably why it doesn't really matter like they basically retcon this a little bit later and we don't get a lot of sydney in later in later seasons to begin with
0: was it was it the actual water? I I might be mis- misremembering this, but was it the actual water from the? Oh, it was. The- Never mind. I'm getting two storylines confused.
1: The water has to be given to them. Yeah. yeah. By the like witch of the well or whatever. And
0: right. Right.
1: If they steal it, she basically turns people into genies for doing that. Yeah. It's the plot there.
0: Yeah. It's interesting. Once we get into Wonderland, the differences between that and once Prime, it raises a lot of questions about uh, timelines and like characters. obviously
1: this Genie 2 was meant to be based more so off Aladdin, Disney right. movie Genie, than the other genies we see later.
0: Yeah, the whole being so, freed and it comes off his wrists yeah. and everything. Yeah.
1: So maybe that's it. I mean, I don't remember if the. If uh, Cyrus or any of the other genies say they're the genie of Agrabah too, because maybe that's just there—that's the line, you know. Because yeah, who knows who's picking up the bottle or where the bottle has gone?
0: Yeah, it's something we'll have to pay attention to when we get to Wonderland. What they i actually... don't think we
1: ever learn how Sydney's bottle ended up in the Enchanted Forest to begin with. So
0: no, I think you're right there's not much with Sydney, like his background I think this is the only episode
1: this is the only episode we get some like minor things like mm. as him as the mirror later on but mm. we don't get a lot of his episode like a lot of his stuff we don't we don't see him a lot after the season we get like little snippets he appears for like one or two episodes here and there but otherwise he just kind of disappears and that's the end of it we never see him again
0: yeah I'd have to check the real world timeline but I think he went off to do Breaking Bad because he plays a major character on that and
1: I would assume that's why
0: yeah it raises a lot of interesting questions about the Wonderland genies and this genie well maybe we'll fill in those questions for people at some point anything else you'd like to say or
1: no that was about it
0: okay That concludes this week's episode of the Once Again Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Any questions, comments, or critiques can be addressed to either our email at onceagainpod at gmail.com or on Twitter at onceagainpod. If you are feeling generous and would like to contribute to the podcast, we have several tiers available on patreon.com slash onceagainpod. Also, a like and a share would be greatly appreciated. Thank you and have a wonderful day.